Welcome to the Soccer Podcast, where we talk soccer in Delaware, soccer in the rest of the world, and everything in between. My name is Sebastian, and this week I'm joined here by Dwayne. What's going on, Sebastian? Big, big tournament weekend ahead of us. Yeah, I mean, are you like, are you packing up? Or are you, are you, are you heading up there? Are you heading up there tonight? Uh, no, I'm driving up tomorrow morning. I'm gonna bite the bullet. I'm gonna wake up early and get there at seven o'clock for my eight o'clock kickoff. Nice, nice. I mean, listen, that we're we're really excited. Keystone Keystone Cup up in Lancaster this weekend. Big shout out to APL tournaments for finding a way to somehow have this tournament after they got 15 inches of rain. So big shout out to PA Classics. Big shout out to uh, to APL tournaments for for hosting it. Uh, looking forward to it. We got a bunch of teams going up there this weekend. Boys teams, girls teams. So we'll uh, we're going to be ready to go. I'll tell you this: there's no team that's one and zero. And Delaware Union, except for my team, already that got is, my first win going into the weekend. So that is true. You already do have your first your first win. So uh, congratulations to you. You know, knowing the tournament director helps, right? <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to the to the tournament because uh, 2010 girls kick off their 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 really really cool season of uh, we're playing up a year. So. There you go. We're playing up, we are playing up a year this year, so we are we're going full eleven v eleven. So we got eighteen players. Uh, so looking forward to to how we do tomorrow. Big It'll goals, be, uh, big field. Yeah, I, I think I think you know the way I look at it is we're going to start shooting the ball. We got we got some players that can shoot the ball, so we're gonna we're gonna take some shots. And it's good to I mean I just like getting over that first year of 11 v 11 because it's super tough kids can't grow into the field like we tell the players to play wide heels on the touchline they physically cannot kick the ball that far so it's kind of good to just say you know what 99 we're good let's let's get ahead of the game at 11 v 11 yeah just let's continue to raise that bar by different challenge too and i think you know hopefully you're going to be there for their for their initial for that initial kickoff hey i mean Better watch what you ask for. You know, the, the parents might be lobbying me for, for me to uh, coach the team afterwards. It seems to be what happens when I go to sit at these games. They're all like, man, you should be our coach. I'm just like, I've got my own team to worry about. Wow. I'm, I'm, are people staging a coup on me already? We haven't even kicked off the season. Be careful what you ask for, man. They're like, yeah, we want this guy. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. Whatever. Like, come on. Come on out. That's fine. I'll, 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 I'll take my chances. Uh, yeah, they they had a petition going last year at the tournament when I, I won that game. They had a petition sounding like, man, Sebastian doesn't know what he's doing. This guy won a game. And he didn't <laughs> even know the players' names. Can you imagine if he knew the players' names, what he could do? That's what I'm saying. Jeff had a petition going over there. And he's just like, yeah, we got to get Sebastian out of here. Yeah. Uh, I mean, your walking I, papers. I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't doubt that. Uh, so yeah, so looking forward to this weekend. So we'll have uh, we'll have way more way more on that um, coming up uh, next week. We'll we'll do a full recap of how we all did and how everything went. Um, but today, ninety first minute interview. So it's gonna be a really good one. Yeah, it's gonna be pretty awesome. We are back on the ninety first minute uh, with one of our probably one of the most exciting people I've gotten to finally meet in person. Uh, somebody that I think has as much energy uh, at any point in the day uh, as she probably does on the sidelines coaching. 
uh, which ultimately is on the goal. It's on the bucket list for Dwayne and I for this year to 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 get a chance to watch her coach and 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 watch her um, in action and, and watch the Bears in action. So if we're talking about the Bears. We have to be talking about our signers. If we're going to talk about our signers, we have to be talking about Coach Eileen. How are you, Coach? I'm doing very well. Thank you. Hope you're both well. Appreciate being back on my favorite podcast this morning. <laughs> Thank you. We appreciate that. So we are talking today. Um, about coaching or coaching student athletes in different stages of their lives. But we're going to get to that in a second. First, we're, we're going to get to like just fresh news, just right off the bat, kick off the season with a W against Eastern last night. Tell us about the game. How'd that go? Well, very pleased. Obviously, everyone wants to start the season off on a strong foot on the right foot. And we did go Bears. Um, it was a nice, uh, it was a good victory first and foremost, it was a battle, um, and it was a rescheduled match. So we had not been on the field for in a competitive manner. So we haven't had a competition in 673 days, Sebastian and Dwayne. So for us, you know, we were chomping at the bit, waiting and waiting and waiting. And in the meantime, preparing and training and getting our ducks in a row. And then our game on Wednesday, like everyone in the area, uh, you know, we got hit by Hurricane Ida, so we had to uh, cancel the game. Very fortunately, we're able to postpone it to the next day. Not everybody was, was as lucky as us. So we waited one more day. We didn't train the day before. The hurricane took that opportunity away. So, you know, we, you know, we came out of the gate um, hungry. We had to take care of some business, uh, iron out some kinks in the first couple of minutes of the game. But after that, we did what we had been training for, for, for weeks on end at that point. And we feel like we kind of took the game. We, uh, we had them chasing a little bit and a one, nothing, one, nothing win at the end of the day. So extremely pleased with everyone, all of my players, all 28 top to bottom. And we go back to business on Saturday. So quick turnaround. We're back on the field on Saturday at one o'clock home against Stevenson. So hopefully we can get our legs back underneath us and we're walking out of um, first two games, two and out. Uh, Stevenson. That was one of the games we're supposed to go to, Sebastian. That is one of the games we're supposed to go to. Yeah, uh, we're we're in a tournament this weekend, so it becomes very difficult. Like, and I think we're also we're also in Lancaster, so it's like a a, a little bit over an hour away. So that might be a little tough because it would be a great matchup because Stevenson has uh, has one of our our diamonds players as well. Uh, so and Stevenson's coming off of a of a loss against Washington College. Yeah. So uh, crosstown rivalry there, huh? Oh yeah. 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 So, I mean, we're, I mean, we are, we are all over the, the, D, the D3 map here. We are, we are, we, we are fired up about um, the, the region when it comes to division three soccer, because I think it's going to be super exciting. Um, so congratulations on the win. That's great to hear. Um, we are definitely going to look in the schedule to figure out what day we can, we can come out there because Duane and I are definitely trying to, I listen, I told you already. You're at you had six hundred and six hundred and seventy-three days. Correct. So six hundred and seventy-three days. Um, I think that's about the same amount of time that I've had my uh, my Arsinus soccer shirt uh, that I that I only get to wear <laughs> at my house. Uh, so it's time to like show it out in the world. I think it's time for it to make its appearance. Either that, or at some point, it's gonna like I'm gonna spill something on it. I don't want it to get ruined. So. Uh, and I wear it because I genuinely like the shirt and my kids like the fact that there's a giant bear on it. Um, so, so they, I, I have to wear my sinus uh, soccer shirt. Uh, so um, 674 days. 
So for those trying to keep up with the math, uh, there's a 365 days in a year. So that's close to that's close to two two years. Yep, end of October 2019. Last time we we put on the jerseys and competed against Team Melt wasn't us. We left campus, you know, we traveled. So it felt so good to be back uh, on our home field first and foremost to to protect the den here and um, you know hopefully do it again on Saturday. But such a long time coming, but totally worth the wait after last night. Absolutely, I love the, I love the bear puns. Protect the den. You know, man. Yeah. Bears. Listen, after after 603 days of hibernation, mm. it's time to come out. The Boom. bears were hungry after hibernation. Yes, bears were hungry. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, there's I got you know I I have to uh my my kids have this book called uh, Milo's Hat Trick, uh and it's uh it's about a magician named Milo and he has a bear that fits in that goes into his into his hat. So I gotta I gotta show you that book. It's pretty cool. Please. Please, it's, please it's, about, it's about bears. Uh, it's about a bear. Uh, so anyways, so if we're talking about uh, student athletes and coaching them in different stages of their lives. So when we look at it, you, you know, the last time you stepped under the field, um, your sophomores are now seniors. Right. So, so <laughs> how, how has, how has been, you know, how has the connection been with, specifically let's just talk right now about those players those sophomores that are now seniors on your team have you been able to to help them because we all know that being a being a collegiate coach goes above and beyond the the x's and o's and above the four lines of the field and the the you know the three months of of seasons and things like that it's a pretty much a year-round commitment to to somebody's life and ultimately you know four or five years you know and and then beyond that as well so how has the connection been to to talk with those with those student athletes that the last time they stepped into a field were sophomores and now are stepping into their senior year and potentially their final year of college soccer? How is how have you been able to keep up with that and how have you been able to manage that that relationship specifically? Sure. That's actually um a goal of mine. I do kind of a performance kind of planning uh activity in the beginning of the year. And one of my, uh, one of my goals is making sure that relationships that I felt like kind of flourished over the past year, year and a half, um, continue to flourish this, this season when things look differently, right. When there's competition on the line, when there's wins and losses, when there's competing for playing time, that type of thing. So, um, it's not anything I've taken lightly. I've told you this in the past. I think Sebastian, I've certainly, I think I've mentioned it to you that, and to Dwayne that, you know, it's all about the relationships you build. Yep. In, life, in, in everything you do, right? It's about the people you surround yourself, the relationships you build. And it's no different, uh, you know, in any type of competitive competitive environment where, you know, if there's no relationship between me and my players, I'm not going to get the best out of them. Their experience isn't going to be what I'm hoping it is for them. And, and ultimately, you know, when the lows are low, it's going to be hard to dig out of that. Um, so it is all about the relationships. And in particular, who you're, who you're talking about, those sophomores in 2019 who are now seniors for me, you know, it was making sure to, to, to not gently, but figure out how to tactically kind of massage the fact that, A, there wasn't going to be a junior year. We all were hoping there was going to be a junior year. And for us, the junior year for them was hopefully a little bit of a bounce back year. You know, we didn't have a particularly good season in 2019. It was how are we going to take care of business that we didn't a year ago and 
all that reflection we did and all that growth and development, like we're ready to put it into action. And then we didn't play. And then next thing you know, they're seniors. So it's just, it was so much of like kind of making those expectations um, aware at the right moments, picking and choosing, saying like, I need a little bit more out of you now as a junior, even though we're not playing and how can you provide for this team as upperclassmen now? And then as we got into senior year, making sure that they understood that I believe that they all have an inherent responsibility to lead as seniors. It doesn't matter what your title is. Are you a captain, are you a starter? Are you a significant impact player? Are you off the bench? Whatever it might be, or if you're none of those, right? I still have a personal belief that you have an inherent responsibility to lead as seniors. And so how could we kind of help them, my staff, and I help them understand that, wrap their heads around that, but but also more importantly, kind of put that into action when you haven't been on the field since you were, you know, you were 18, 19 years old, and now you're 21 and 22 years old. And I need something of you as seniors that maybe I didn't need to lean on you as much as sophomores, um, both from a leadership perspective and a little bit from a, on the field perspective, playing perspective. So it, uh, you know, it just kind of, it took a lot of conversations, a lot of, you know, leadership kind of training and just making sure that no one was ever blindsided by the expectations of them as they kind of graduated hypothetically from sophomore to senior with that junior, that junior year just being so, so different for them, but also using that COVID year to, to do all of this, right. To, to not just kind of let it go by the wayside, try to try to prep for what we were hoping was going to be able to play in 2021. So it's a lot of work, but um, they're, my seniors are great. My seniors are fantastic. There's five of them. They are all so very different in personalities and playing styles. And at the end of the day, they all just want to win and they all want to compete and they all want to, you know, go out with a bang. And that's what we want for them too. So a unified group of five seniors is going to be the biggest difference for us. And I believe that they are ready for that. And I believe that they, they understand that, but that they're going to really have a major impact on what we do this season. That's awesome. Um, so with those five seniors specifically, you know, as they're now, you know, the the later you go into the season, the more you now start thinking about the fact that they are graduating very soon and and you start to a certain extent preparing them. You know, that's part of the, the responsibility that we all take as coaches is prepare them for whatever the next step is. And for you, you know, you're preparing them for life, you know, that it's ultimately like the you know, the real the real world as we all as we all like mm-hmm. to call it, even though. Um, I choose to believe that I live in a, some sort of a fantasy land <laughs> where I get to wear shorts and the t-shirts for, yeah. for a living. So, um, but if you prepare them for the real world, then I'm assuming they all have, they all have different, you know, aspirations and goals and, and things that they, they ultimately want to achieve with their lives or careers or, or things like that. But how do you, you know, how do you find the, the ability to, to talk to them specifically about, because now they are becoming, you know, they're, they're graduating from that young adult to adulthood uh, to a certain extent. And in some of them, again, depending on their individual, you know, lives and, and things could be, could be different in different places, but, you know, how do you start talking to them about the possibility of me, you know, and relating to the idea that you have to find out, because we've talked about your history too, of, of, of you worked, uh, you worked at the TV station, you know, right. <laughs> I remember that. Uh, it was a science channel. It was a, sci- it was a science show, right. That's what it was. Uh, it was outdoor living, like garden. Outdoor living, that's what it was, yeah. 
Yeah. So, you know, how do you now start thinking about that or how do you start talking to them about the idea of, um, you know, what is your next step? Are you going to look for a full-time job? Are you looking to get into your career? Um, you know, if you're in a relationship, are you thinking about the idea of marriage or, or, or whatever kids or whatever, wherever people are, you know, I, I got engaged to my wife when my wife was a junior in, in college. So like I was, you know, our thought process was different to a certain extent. We waited a while to have kids, but, but again, like it, how do you manage that in their different stages of their lives and how do you now start relating to them from that standpoint? Sure. Uh, um, that's a great question. I think part, I think there's never a time that's too early for college students to kind of be thinking about real world because ultimately they've chosen to go to college to kind of prepare themselves to take on that next step in their lives, which is tackling the real world, right? And becoming productive citizens. So sprinkling in regularly when we think of it, you know, real world kind of experience, uphold social media responsibility, make sure, you know, this is how to construct an email. This is how to respond to something. Make sure that you're being organized. Make sure that you understand that your decisions affect other people because you're a part of a team, which is probably like the work environment. So just, you know, making those types of analysis and comments and putting it on everybody's radar that um, this is something you're going to have to do. You should do now, but when you leave here, the expectation is that you're you're an employee somewhere and this is how you're going to have to behave and act and and you know what's going to be expected of you so making sure that we're doing that as regularly as we can and, and comparing to real world situations but also um you know it's you know i'm a soccer junkie i'm a soccer addict i love what i do being on the field is my favorite thing um coaching is the only thing i ever want to do with myself but Again, it's still about the relationships that you're that you're building with your players and having having real world conversations with them is such a vital part of this job, in my opinion, because they're at such a time in their lives where they're they're trying to get prepared for something that they don't really understand. Right. And so um, I have a phenomenal coaching staff. I have a I have a gentleman his name is Juan Lazarus. He was. Um, in management in his, his entire life. He was a trainer of leaders, um, leadership courses, things like that. He does a great job working with my seniors and he's doing it right now. We're just kind of, you know, this is this is training for the real world, right? And covering a variety of topics because that stuff's just as important at the end of the day. If these, if, if my five seniors and then, you know, all the classes underneath them graduate from her sinus and are, are able to go into the workforce or able to make a difference in their community or able to be productive citizens, that means your sinus did something right. And, and that's ultimately what the goal of, of any of us working at our sinus are trying to do, prepare these kids to take on the real world. And I, you know, uh, the soccer piece of that, 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 that can be a part of it too. And so any chance that we can kind of help in that growth and development of, of everyone on the team, but really kind of hone in on those who are ready to, that senior class who's ready to do it first, do it next, um, we're taking those opportunities. I did this activity uh, during preseason where I said, I gave him a piece of paper, a little index card. And I said, you know, write down what motivates you. Why are you here? Why are you in preseason when we're going two and three times a day? We're practicing at six o'clock in the morning. Like, why are you here? What's motivating you to be here? Because you don't have to be here. Um, and they wrote that down on the back. I said, is there anything you want me to know about you? Is there anything that you think would be important for me to know that maybe I don't know? And I had a handful of kids kind of look at me and, and, and just kind of that blank stare. And I said, all right, well, 
is there anything you want me to continue to do for you? Is there anything you like that I'm doing that I could just continue to help you as you grow, as you become, you know, collegiate soccer players and, and all that. And a couple of still blank stares. And at the end of it, I also said, well, what, what, what's something I can help you with type of thing. And my seniors, you know, my seniors, Oh, God love them. We're a lot of them were basically like, well, I think, you know, everything, you know, I think our relationship is really good. Can I continue to just keep coming to you and having these conversations and at the end of the day? Like, you know, I, it just, it just, it feels like we're doing something all right. And when that's the, that's kind of the response you're getting, you know, it's bigger than the soccer piece because, you know, I want them to get out of here, graduate and just be successful in everything they do. And the soccer hopefully helps, helped them. And we'll help them. But at the end of the day, you know, just trying to kind of put those real world application opportunities in front of them as much as possible. I, I think, you know, the, as you're something came into my head, I don't know why like that. Like I had a so I have this weird like bucket list of like things I want to achieve as a soccer coach. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think at the top of the list is coaching some sort of a national team and uh, and, and now, and, and again, it's, it's on the list, right? It's, it's that sticky note that everybody has in the back of their head that like, if I could do this, here's what I would mm-hmm. do. Um, I, I don't particularly care which country, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm game for anything. Um, uh, pro- pro- actually preferably a youth national team. I don't even want to coach the senior team, just a youth national yeah. team. Um, but anyway, so, so around, around that sticky note in the back of my head, there's another one that is, uh. Uh, and I'm and I'm getting close to the to the to the amount of years that I've coached that this could potentially start happening at any point. Um, but I want to be invited to a former player's wedding. I don't know why that like that I have like that like it, it, it's a kind of like a weird sticky again it's a weird like goal or bucket list item or whatever. But like I I don't know there's the there's that like thing of wanting to. Um, because that would have meant that I've kept a connection with a player. And I think that is, that is ultimately everything, you know, you, every time you graduate players, there's some that, that you have a closer connection with and, um, and then others. And, and ultimately there's some that you'll talk to again, there's some that you won't, and there's some that you'll be closer to. And there's some that will, you know, you, soccer might, you know, keep the connection alive or they might live close or they might come out to whatever practices, games or things like that. But um, ultimately my, yeah, that's one of those things because it would have meant that I've kept the relationship with the players that, uh, uh, and if it's not a, if it's not a wedding, it's some sort of a life achievement or, uh, or, 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 you know, if somebody wants to give you know, make me the godfather of one of their kids or something, I don't know, whatever. I don't know about that one. Uh, again, no one wants, no one wants a godfather to only wear shorts and t-shirts for a living. I don't think, uh, I think, I don't think that's in the, that's, you have to be a little more formal, uh, yeah. for that, but <laughs> Um, so as we were talking about the seniors, let's, let's swing it to the kind of the other side of the, you know, how do you, how do you work with, with freshmen and sophomore, especially your freshman class and your sophomore class who didn't really get to have a full, full year. And I think your, your sophomore class was lucky enough that they were able to be on campus, uh, their freshman year, which I think is a probably a huge, huge benefit to them. Um, and to you, you know, for, you know, understanding the campus, the, the culture that our sinus has. Um, but, you know, on the same, on the same, you know, on the flip side of working about life and, and trying to get to the real world with the freshman class, you're trying to teach them some things that they maybe didn't have, you know, mom and dad or, or whoever is not there. The support system is different. 
um, the the idea that uh, you were the best player on your team is no longer really a thing uh, because every player was the best player on their team when you're looking at a college soccer team, right? Everyone had this, um, even to the to the simplicity of, you know, and we were just talking about this before we started recording, the simplicity of what do you do when you're on the bench? Are you sitting or are you standing? Right. You know, that, that different mentality of, of, you know, do you bring your own water bottle to the game? You don't have to anymore. There's other things that like those small little details that maybe get on unno- that go at times go unnoticed. Um, how do you deal with that part of it at the same time as you're preparing these five players and then, and then your junior class to prepare them to be you know, leaders on your team? How do you prepare the freshman and sophomore class? Sure. Um, it's funny you bring that up because we actually in our kind of hype up pregame talk yesterday as we had wound down our scouting report on Eastern, I broke down and made, it made kind of comments about each class. You know, seniors, this is your first, last home game, right? Juniors, you know, are, what are we are we avenging 2019, right? You're now juniors instead of freshmen. Sophomores, like welcome. You finally got to the point where you can put on a uniform and compete against somebody else. And then freshmen. You trusted that this was going to be your home for the next four years and just kind of, you know, made to make sure to, to kind of, you know, put on the shoulders a little bit of each class, like what it meant to actually be here and to actually be competing um, because it just wasn't like that last year for us, obviously. Right. But in terms of like trying to bring those freshmen along, it's kind of, it goes back to the, to having that conversation with the seniors saying there's an inherent responsibility in my personal belief that I need you to lead. And I, in that kind of conversation in the pregame, I said to the seniors as well, what kind of legacy are you going to leave here? What kind of players are you going to leave? Um, what kind of, what kind of like, what state are you going to leave this program when you graduate here at the end of October, graduate from our program at the end of October, right? Today's the first day to start that legacy as a senior class, as an individual senior title or not playing or not starter or not. And and what and and how are you know recognize how important that is for what you leave behind and so it's really leaning on those seniors so much to kind of help everyone in particular freshmen in particular sophomores because of covid this is who we are this is how we do things these are the standards and expectations that we uphold our core values which we take very seriously and they choose as a team this is why we have these core values in place. So the expectation is that you're upholding them and that you're acting this way. And, you know, this is the type of teammate you are. And hopefully that all kind of trickles down. The reality is those freshmen are going to look up to, to anyone above them. Right. And if you have high class, high quality leadership from your seniors, you are, you are destined for, for success. You're certainly destined for greatness. We're talking about the quest for excellence within our program right now. We're on a quest for excellence it starts with our seniors. So really leaning on them. You know, I can tell them these are our, they sign a contract. These are our rules, right? They sign a contract for Sinus College. These are the Air Sinus College rules. They get told by our athletic administration, this is what's expected of you as student athletes. You know, all of that matters. But until you see it actually being put into action with reason, with cause, you know, you know, maybe it doesn't matter as much. Um, but it's really just having, you know, asking your upperclassmen to kind of uphold who we believe we are, the standards that we've created, and, and it'll trickle down. There's no question about it. 
And the details matter, as you said, right? We always talk about as coaches, the details matter on the field, right? Using your correct foot, right? Accelerating, you know, all that, you know, all that stuff, right? Footwork for goalkeepers, all that stuff, right? At the end of the day, the little stuff matters. The details matter from the behind the scenes things as much to your, to your program and your culture. And if you have a poor culture, you're not going to get the results. We know that at this point, right? So just really like setting the bar high and then expecting of each other and holding one another accountable. And I have a great group this year who's doing that. And so, you know, praise those seniors again. And that freshman group, they're here because they're good fits for our signage. They're good fits for our program. They understand. They want to be a part of something special. They want to be a part of something that makes them better. And this freshman class is going to make a difference for us too. And everyone in between, everyone in between. It's 28 players who are, who are going to, you know, put us on the right path for this path for this quest to excellence as we've been calling it. When I think, you know, the, the when you talk about the details, right. So at times, you know, when you, when you talk about a soccer coach or coach probably in any sport, you're talking about, Oh, well, you know, they're they're They might be really good because they, you know, they get the results or they get the, you know, their practices are really good or they, they have a, this ability to make players better on the ball or on the field or, Things like that, which are all important things or things that, that to a certain extent do matter. But I think the part that at times gets missed, and again, specifically from a soccer standpoint, because that's what we know best um, or we're, we're familiar with or we're confident with, um, is there's so much more that goes behind the scenes. You know, I I, I spent a, a week in Colorado um, and I got to and I got to hang out uh, a little bit at, uh, at Regis. Uh, with with one of our one of my one of our really good friends, and um, and you know she would come home at night and we were talking about different things and you know she was like yeah I'm working on uniforms I work on on gear I got to work on this I got to work and it's, you know was one asked that question when do you get to coach <laughs> you know because there are so many details that like that maybe at times players parents people don't realize that that have to come together right someone's got to pump up the balls. I've seen your videos. Someone's got to pump up the balls. I've seen the videos. Somebody yeah. has to pump up the soccer balls. Somebody has to make sure that you have the right uniforms for everybody, that you have the right sizes for everybody, uh, that the locker rooms are the way they're supposed to be, that if you're traveling, meal plans or snacks and all these things are planned, um, that if there's somebody with an injury, they're taken care of, that if you have – the proper paperwork or whatever you have to submit to the NCAA or all these other things that have to happen. All these things that ultimately make a program, right? And at times they go unnoticed because everyone focuses on the 90 minutes. Everyone focuses on whatever the product is inside the four lines. Um, but I think I think that's the part that and, – and, and I've talked to younger players at the youth level – at times about the importance of the part that they don't see because it's the part that real life, you know, it, there's part of that too, right? Like just in the same game, in the same scenario as a person that opens up their new video game that they put on and they, they play this video game. It's a lot of people that put a ton of work that if you and I try to look at it, would it, it I don't know, it'd be it, it completely, it'd be like me trying to uh, coach American football. <laughs> uh, uh, I have zero knowledge about it. Uh, you know, so 
but every but all the behind the scenes, all the part, and from a college standpoint, I think from a college soccer standpoint, at times like the youth soccer standpoint, um, you're dealing with a small staff that has to put in a ton of work to to get all these things done. And I think at times that is the example that players maybe need to start seeing more of, of like, hey. It's okay to peel back the curtain and say, listen, here's all the things that we had to do. Not because I'm looking for recognition or for you to tell me, oh, my God, coach, thanks so much. But for you to realize what goes into you having the ability to kick this ball. All those small details, right, that we sometimes go through. So I know that that thought just came into my head there at the end. It's uh, it's funny you say that in some sense, and and so I mean it's the absolute truth, right? Like nothing nothing just comes together magically at any level. But ironically enough, Sebastian, my brother is a video game creator, video oh, game awesome engineer, and so we <laughs> we've had those conversations multiple times about like obviously the work it goes it takes to build his video games and create his video games and his virtual reality, which is the realm he's in right now, and then what it takes to to run a college soccer program, and you would think that they're so vastly different. But at the end of the day, like it's all about the, the there's so many moving pieces to actually make the finished product. Right. Um, and you think they're going to be so, so crazily different. And, and, and of course they are. Um, but at the end of the day, like, you know, if you want, if you want quality, you got to take care of the small stuff. And oftentimes it's got to be you. It's got to be you. Duane and I are going to quickly find that out on Monday when we go line the soccer field. Yeah, right. Exactly. Right. Like, you know, I'm scrambling last night. I forgot to give them their backpacks. You know, we have great game day backpacks. Totally forgot. You know, I haven't played a game in 673 days. And I <laughs> 10 minutes before I'm supposed to meet them for the scouting report room, I'm running around, sweating my face off, trying to figure out how to get their backpacks. Because at the end of the day, let's have the same backpack on yeah. game day, right? Is it, is it, does it, does it matter? You know, is it is it something that will um, we'll be happier about? Something that we'll feel better about? Yeah, of course. So I'm gonna do it, right? And and you know, you sometimes you just gotta do it. You gotta bite bite the bullet and and do do the dirty work because the dirty yeah. work matters. Absolutely, and I think and and can we also send a, a big special shout out to I think the the uh, there's a group of people that I think at times get forgotten about and i think we need to spend more time especially because again as Dwayne and i are about to go line a field on monday the people that take care of the grounds at any sort of college program um those people deserve a lot of credit because again there it's those small details right gotta have line on the fields and then they got they can't be they can't be crooked <laughs> no it's your home at your home right so you know God, God bless him. That's Tim Litz on our end, Kip Lacey on our end. We got a whole bunch of support staff that, that matters to us. The guy that runs the camera, the announcer, yeah. the story writer, right? The person who washes our equipment, or washes our uniforms. I said it to the girls. Don't just take your uniform off and throw it throw it in the bin. Put it right side out. Get your socks the way that they came, right? Because somebody's yep. doing laundry for you. The least that you can do is make it easier for them to do it, right? right. Our trainer, Michelle Vandenberg, is amazing. Um, our sports medicine staff. I mean, it takes a village. It takes a village, and and all of them, all of them matter in 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 our success, right? Awesome. Well, coach, thanks so much for coming on today. Uh, it's an absolute pleasure.
appreciate it. It's always a pleasure. Um, thanks to both of you. Uh, good luck with your own tournament too, as Thank well. You. Thank you. Hey, I'm one to know already. That's right. <laughs> All right. So, um, right off the right off the heels of our of our interview with with Coach Eileen, we're gonna do a little recap of some of the games that happened throughout the week. Uh, some of the, some of the schools we may have missed some schools, but I think I I got I got a lot of them. Um, but right off the bat. Can we can we talk about Delaware? Can we talk about UD? Um, can we? Can should we be standing on my. We should be standing on our chairs as we talk about. We UD. should be standing on our chairs. Uh, yes, let's let's stand on our chairs. So um, UD with a big win last night against uh, UMBC, University of Maryland, Baltimore County. We gave Mike uh, that scouting report when we played their. Uh... Basically, their EDP team a couple That's weeks ago. Right? Yeah, we played a lot of those players. I forgot about that. Yeah, I for I forgot that we played a lot of those players. Uh, we had two of them actually guess played with us, right? Or one of them did. Right. Um, so anyway, so um, but so big big win two nothing. But I think the 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 really cool story Sydney right with a goal. Past the go. goalkeeper, dribbled past the goalkeeper. Oh, uh, it wasn't one of the bangers. No, it wasn't banger. She like just took the dribble and uh, So at least that's what I read. I don't know. I didn't get it. to watch the goal. I they haven't posted the goal yet, but Sydney Wright, if you're listening, I'm waiting to see one of those bangers so we can put it on ESPN top 10. Because yep. she could strike a ball. She absolutely can. Uh so the other goal scored by, by Sarah the Apollonia, and she also had the assist for Sydney's goal. So so good, good on them. Um, so good, good win against UMBC. Um, Stevenson uh, lost to Washington College. Uh, Liv Stevens got some got some minutes there. Uh, McDaniel with a big win against Catholic. Um, they Ashley Thomas, one of our center backs, got the start there. there um, Kylie Shannon with a start against uh john carroll for the three nothing win for westminster okay kylie shannon so yeah so big shout out to kylie uh for getting the start there so the girls alumni right there that's right yeah there you go a little little bit of both and then uh wilmington uh lost two to one uh yes didn't get to play in that game uh but lost two to one to uh Virginia Wesleyan. So, so yeah. So, uh, Wait, hold on. They played Virginia. Aren't they D2 Wilmington? Or are they D3 yeah. now? No, they're D2. Are they playing Virginia Wesleyan? I don't know. Virginia Wesleyan D2? They might be. Uh, sorry, I just went on a tangent, but yeah, they used to be D3. They they're put D2. us, they put my team on Sports Center. Oh, not top 10. Or no, we not we top. should have been on not top ten. They were on the top ten play. <laughs> Crazy story, Coach. We're riding back. Coach shuts off the TV because he's, he's getting texts about us being on Sports Center because we got chipped. Speaking of Coach Mike chipping players in his scouting report, we got chipped. Lose one nothing, and somebody submitted that to Sports Center. It was a dry night for Sports Center, but. 
<laughs> there's nothing else going on. There's it was that weird time of the year where there was no where there's no basketball, no football, and just baseball. <laughs> Got to find a D three soccer highlight of a, a chip, and it was from further than thirty yards. That's all I'll say. Oh wow! Was that the game that you were in the goal? I was not in the goal. I'm not getting chipped. <laughs> um all right uh do you want to go through really quick and kind of figure out what like right off the bat like this is this, this <laughs> we'll peel back the curtain a little bit this one's got a little research to it no 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 tabs on the computer but um the transfers that happened at the last minute absolutely okay. not because i don't even know who i don't even know what jerseys to buy who's on what team who's where so we know griezmann's at atletico madrid he went back yeah somehow some way right that one we know um, we know that Iliax Mariba went to Leipzig. Yep, for like super cheap. Yeah, uh, based on like off the potential, right? Like cheap yeah. for his potential. Yeah. Um, we know that that Emerson went to Tottenham. Somehow, uh, he's not happy. Like, he got sold for thirty, though. He's not happy. I mean, Barcelona's happy. They they bought him for eight. A month later, sold him for thirty. Making profit. I mean, that's not bad. Um, I don't know. They if still they, had to, and they still have to trim wages to sign yeah, Sergio. Think they're, over trying here. To, they're trying to offload Pjanic somewhere. Uh, William left Arsenal and went back to Corinthians in uh, in, Bar- in in Brazil. So I would have left Arsenal too, and he was getting paid to sit on the bench. I'd have left too for sitting on the bench and losing five nothing. Yeah, that was not a good result. Um, Saul leaving Atletico and going to Chelsea. That's huge. Yeah. Is that kid can ball? I don't know if he's still a yeah. kid. He's probably a man now, but he can ball. <laughs> um, and then, you know, Mbappe, Mbappe did up. not leave. Did, did not leave. Did not transfer. Mbappe did not transfer. So I'm going to play with Messi. So, so yeah. So, big. Uh, so, yeah. So, those are the transfers. Um. All right, let's talk about World Cup qualifiers. Oh, we forgot one big one. Eduardo Camavinga left Rennes. That's right. Eduardo Camavinga. I literally talked about this last night with my mom. I told her about Eduardo Camavinga, and she was like, who? <laughs> didn't, who? Really, didn't really care. But Eduardo Camavinga uh, went to um, Real Madrid. To be the heir of the Tony Cruz and Luka Modric's throne. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and Ansu Fati got the 10. Got big shoes, big shoes, man. Big shoes. That's why, yeah, that's why he was out for a meniscus for a year. Big shoes, big potential yeah, there. Yeah, that's right. Um, you know who didn't, who did not get transferred, who is still in the same place that he was before, Sebastian Legette. He's still <laughs> in Los Angeles. Uh, played last night. Um, you like the little segue there, right? Uh, yeah. Played played against El Salvador for a zero zero draw. Disappointing match there. That's all I got to say. You know, after where we're coming from with that Trinidad match, we need to get points. We need three points. You got to gotta be proactive. Let's get some points in El Salvador. I know it's a tough place to play. Field looked terrible. The camera angle looked terrible. <laughs> it was just a bad place to play, but somehow, somewhere, got to get points there. Yeah, so Conrad gets a start. Over ultimately the unavailable Pulisic. Um, so I thought that was an interesting move right off the bat. Just like, 
hasn't hadn't gotten capped yet, gets capped and gets a start. In a World Cup qualifier, for Cap Conrad. You know, Cap Conrad. We we wanted to cap Conrad. We cap Conrad. Greg Berhalter, <laughs> you know, avid listener to the DE soccer podcast. So, you know, you said Cap Conrad, Cap Conrad. Yeah, there you go. It, just, it took him a year, but originally that was like episode four. So uh so yeah, so Conrad, Conrad is in. Um, Mexico beating Jamaica two to one. Uh in this in this new Mexico. This is the uh this is the new this is the revamped Mexico national team with uh with a lot of different players, a lot of new a lot of some of the old school players got uh are no longer getting called up. Um yeah. Ochoa getting called up though, so he'll he'll still be there. Six finger Ochoa. <laughs> um Canada, Tyler What? So look that up. He's got six fingers. Does he? What kind of gloves does he wear? I don't know. Just look it up on Google, man. <laughs> All right. Uh Canada versus Honduras 1-1 and uh Panama Costa Rica 0-0. So ultimately the only the only team that got a result uh was Mexico. And everybody else now we're, we gotta, have the one everybody's point. chasing Mexico now. That's right. All right, so uh, you know the U.S. plays Canada on on Sunday, eight o'clock, and then in Nashville, right? What? In Nashville, right? We're in back Nashville, yeah, soil. in Nashville, in Nashville, and then Wednesday, head down to Honduras. Got to be ready. Like that's the thing, man. We've we've got all these high level players, but we've got to be ready to play in these crazy environments we're not playing in these nice chelsea stadiums these nice yeah. barcelona stadiums anymore we're playing in some some tough not so well put together environments like you got to go back to your grassroots soccer you know yeah. christian pulis got to go back to classics park and train man <laughs> gotta go back to those grassroots i mean that's going to be the tough part we're just not we don't have a lot of experience there playing in these types of environments yeah and sebastian so, Legette doesn't either Sebastian Lizzo doesn't care. He'll, he's also to be there. Um, all right, so uh, going to Europe, um, somewhat of a surprise, but not really. If you watch the Euro, Sweden beat Spain in the uh, in the European World Cup qualifiers. Um, you know, Italy time Bulgaria, somewhat of a surprise coming off of uh, coming off of that big Euro win. Um, Germany wins two nothing. Uh, Portugal with the late winner and uh, Ronaldo breaking the highest whatever international goals record. Um, France time Bosnia Herzegovina, interesting an interesting result there. Um, and you know England four nothing over Hungary. Uh, Belgium five two against Estonia. So big shout out to Romelu Lukaku who is uh, Belgium man a boss. They got they got one more they got one more opportunity to with this generation to make things happen or players are gonna start getting old. They gotta I think everybody's got one more round together. Um so we go south now, we go to go to Argentina or South America, the Comable. Um Argentina beating Venezuela 3-1 yesterday. Uh 30 minutes into the game. Uh, or 27 minutes into the game, Venezuela makes a substitution. Player that comes in three minutes later goes into a nasty tackle against Messi. Like at his knee was what while his leg was extended, 
like could have broken his leg, could have snapped his leg in half. Uh, so he gets the red card at 30 minutes in, three minutes after he got to get, he was in. Um, so uh, Argentina with a three, three, one win. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a way to stay in your national team, right? Yeah. Uh, Brazil with a, with a good win against Chile, who uh, this is a Brazil without any sort of player coming in from Europe. So no Ederson, no William, man, uh, he's back. That's why they brought him back, right? Yeah. So uh, uh, Danny Alves is back in the national team. Hulk Hulk is back in the national team. Hey, man, Danny Alves had a good summer. He could still hey he could still fly up that right side. So uh, yeah, so so Argentina Brazil on Sunday get a little rematch from the Copa America. Uh, so that'll be that'll be a really really good game. I want to be in all the finals in my tournament, but at the same time, three o'clock Brazil Argentina. So yeah, you know, there's, there's a little bit of a. I might have to call Duino to come help me out. Yeah, I'll be uh, back in Dover. Breaking yeah. news, though, going back to the transfers. Tobin Heath with a free transfer to Arsenal. All right. All the free. Breaking go, news. Go on, Tobin. Is he going to go play on the men's team? The women's team, Arsenal, oh. man. The women's team. I don't know. No, I mean, she's listen, taking Williams. At this point, yeah, at this point, they could they can use all the help they can get. Exactly. They might need the entire women's that that might be the pay raise Megan Rapino needs is to put all the women on the Arsenal team. They probably would win more games than Arsenal. <laughs> sorry to uh, any Arsenal fans out yeah, there. Yeah, if you're an Arsenal fan, sorry. We don't mean to. This is not the uh, Bash Arsenal podcast, it's a different podcast. Um, yeah. You're you're too they just put it, they're like the Minnesota United. They just got a target on their chest. <laughs> So uh, going into the Asian qualifiers, Australia with a big win over China. Oman beating Japan 1-0. A big surprise. If you could pick out where Oman is on the map, I'll give you all the money in my wallet, in Chad's wallet. <laughs> Chad's wallet. Oh, all right. There you, now we got some stakes to play for. <laughs> Since he's always putting our money out there. I know, right? Uh, in Iraq, South Korea, tied 0-0. Um, and lastly... Lastly, um, the African qualifiers. Um, Ivory Coast tying Mozambique, I thought was an interesting result. Uh, Morocco beating Suzanne, that's a, that's a good result for them. Um, Egypt beating Angola, one nothing. Um, so Mohamed Salah, that's right. And then Senegal beating Togo, two nothing. So those are the that's a that's a world cup. Um, all right. And then more uh, transfer news. Oh, boy. Who's leaving now? Miralem Pjanic. Oh, where's he going? It's on loan. To go where? Besiktas in Turkey. Ooh, Besiktas. Besiktas. That's how you want to say it. Off he goes. All right. See you later, Pjanic. Uh, that's kind of all right. So there you go. Uh, if you want to try out for Barcelona, they have roster spots available because there's nobody but left you, on the team. You can you got to fit the pay model. They're hiring at minimum wage. Yeah, I mean, listen. They have at this no point, wages. at this point, with no, with no, with no Mariva, no Pjanic, um, no Griezmann, no Emerson. Uh, can Ricky get some minutes? 
I mean, they got to put somebody at center mid, right? Listen, Ricky, Ricky has got to get some minutes. Can we please get Ricky some minutes? Ricky did Martin not want to leave. Once again, Ricky was shown the door and Ricky said, no, sir, let me close it on you. I am staying here. Martin Brathwaite, next thing you know, Martin Brathwaite playing as the 10. Yeah. Jeez, Luis, here we go. Uh, well, they did not float him. He probably he probably they just got him. Well, they got him on like an emergency. <laughs> they bought probably, him outside of the transfer window. You probably paid them to paid him them to stay. Uh, he's like, no, 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 it's cool. You don't need to pay me. I'll pay you, right? So I can stay here. <laughs> All right, uh, player of the match. Um, my player of the match this week goes out to the 2010 2008 girls, just because they had a really good training session uh, this week. They had two really good sessions, so very very happy with with how they're doing, and I'm looking forward to this weekend. What about you, doing? My player of the match, I got a couple of players. I got, there are actually a lot of players, but like three groups of players. Um, first one's going to go out to the Barcelona players taking pay cuts. Um, the the guys that you probably, the guys that you only recognize in the Barcelona shirt because they're the only people that have been there forever. Um, Jordi Alba, Sergio Busquets, PK, and I think Sergio Roberto took a pay cut too. Um, just so they could sign their players. I mean, they were in a financial crisis over there. Uh, but Jordi Alba, the last one to take a pay cut so that they could officially register Sergio Aguero. Um, just shout out to those guys because it shows that it's bigger than the club or it's just bigger than the field. They, you know, they love the club as well. Um, you know, PK is making money on the side, but shout out to them for just, you know, looking out for the new players and getting them in. Even though uh, rumor is PK asked Memphis to pie to pay him back the money that he took off (laughs) (laughs) that he didn't. uh, That's funny (laughs) that he the pay cut. He just asked for the money back under the table. That's the rumor on the streets. Uh, But also, yeah, I want to shout out to uh, definitely the 0708 boys yesterday. We is an unorthodox week where we got one training session in on a Thursday Luckily, there was no school, so we could have it at 5.30. Um, but they came in and trained hard, man. They, they knew we had to get business done this weekend. And there was, I mean, can't beat Mother Nature. She's undefeated. So shout out to them. And then shout out to the nine boys, man. We've put in a lot of work over this past week, three scrimmages. Um, just continuing to develop, to learn, to grow. It's going to be a crash course for them this year. So shout out to all those groups. Great. Awesome. All right. On this day in soccer history. So September 3rd, 2014, England plays our first match after um, not really making it very far in the 2014 World Cup. Uh, They played against Norway. People were so, so unhappy with how the England national team was playing that only 40,000 players turned or 40,000 people showed up to watch the game. To make matters even worse, it was also on the same day as the uh, the Great British Bake Off, and twice as many people turned in tuned in to watch the greatest Bake Off, the great, the Great British Bake Off, than actually watch uh, England play Norway with a Wayne Rooney penalty kick goal win. Lucky Erlen Holland wasn't wasn't uh, ready yet. He was still maturing because I guarantee you, Norway wins that game and Erlen Holland scores three goals. 
<laughs> I mean, yeah. So, yeah. So so the great Brit- the great the great British Bake Off with uh, twice as many people as watching people watching the England Norway game. Um, all right, fair play of the week. My fair play of the week uh, goes out to Lance England this week uh, because he sent me a text message that uh, he is listening to the podcast and enjoyed it and was laughing and things like that. So uh, big shout out to him and and also big shout out to all the listeners. Listen, anytime somebody tells me to listen to the podcast and they enjoy what we do, uh, it puts a smile on my face. It, it, it humbles me and it just makes me want to continue to do this and, and want to try to find a way to make it better. Um, so big shout out to all of you. If you're listening for the first time, thanks so much for tuning in. Please subscribe, uh, anywhere you're listening, subscribe to the podcast, like the podcast, send us a message, uh, on any of our social media accounts, facebook.com slash Delaware union on Instagram at Delaware union soccer and on Twitter at D E union soccer. So big shout out to Lance because, um, it was good to hear from him and, uh, thanks for listening. Who's your fair play of the week? Well, fair play of the week. We're going to go out to, uh, some of the players that, either physically cannot play this weekend or not able to make the tournament this weekend, going on vacations and just, you know, offering other players who don't have their jerseys yet to use their jerseys. So a couple of players stepped up and did it themselves. A couple of players, you know, we made arrangements for, but just, you know, trying to help a teammate out so that we can look uniform because we're in unfortunate circumstances right now. That's right. So that's a big, that's a, that's a big way to step up and, um, Good job. Good job for those for those kids. That's uh that's a big help. All right. Uh well listen, we'll we'll catch up next week on the pod. Well, we'll catch up before that, but we'll catch up with everybody else on the week on the on the podcast next week. Let's see if we can get some hardware. Uh, I'm gonna wear it on the podcast if I get it. Uh, I'm just gonna rock out with a chain. I somehow I always end up with a medal. You do, you do find a way to always end up with a medal. So so there you go. You gotta you gotta come back with the medal this weekend. I mean, hey, I'm in in prime position. You win one more game. You're already in. (laughs) You're in. You're in. All right. Thanks for joining us this week. And remember, always receive the ball on your front foot.